Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it is Trent here and it is wonderful to have your company today for episode 252. This week on Toy Power, we hit up all the latest news. We then jump in and round out our thoughts on the book of Boba Fett. And finally, we give away our 124 classic 66 Batmobile in our Batmobile giveaway contest. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. And Frank. Hello, hello. And let's get into some news. Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? All right, and we are kicking off news today with the guy who loves to make headlines every time he opens his mouth. The Todd, the Todd is back, uh, and he's posted another of his famous videos that he loves to do so much. Uh, basically, this was a bit of a. Uh, normally, he does reveals in in these sorts of you know videos to to social media. This was a bit of a, a bit of a braggy one, to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> Apparently, uh, McFarlane Toys has won an award for being the number one manufacturer of action figures in the calendar year of 2021, specifically calling out the DC Multiverse line. Um, and yet, look, not not unearned, I would say. I'd say. I think we were all sort of generally impressed with that line and it sort of, it refreshed what was sort of really dying a slow death with the, the DC Direct stuff towards the end there. Um, Definitely the velocity that well, the releases you can't, helped it. Yeah. You can't complain about the amount of figures That's he's right. been putting out. Yeah. And, and I think the price. I the think price, for good call, quality yeah, for the price point, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, this data came out of a group called NPD Group, so they do a lot of the statistics. And I think well, I read it, I read an article, well, this on the Toy News International website, that almost, I don't know... It, it sort of was questioning, hey guys, what do you buy more of? Like almost that it wasn't something right with the data. I just mm. felt there was this undertone of, is, is this really right? Or how have they got these numbers or where do these statistics come from? Who knows? But it wouldn't surprise me if this is accurate because the, the price point and the volume of figures he's been putting out, I mean, they, they do show up here at mass market retail, yep. mostly a collector item. You can get them at every online store. But they did show up in uh, Big W, Correct. I think, yep. you could get. Yep. Like, the basic figures, you could get Batman and Joker and Superman, that sort of thing. And Batman and Batman. And, and Batman, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> but to me, the price and the quality would would see some people... You know, some people are price conscious. Mm. And there's a lot of DC fans out there. Good on him. Like, if, the, yep. if these stats are accurate, well done, Todd. That's, that's fantastic. I, I think the bit that come across that sort of pricked a lot of ears up was the his claim, and this is, I don't know how backed up this was with data, in fairness, was that we've sold more than Star Wars, Marvel, 
and Spider-Man. Well, cumulatively, is well, he th- saying that's that, exactly uh, it, isn't it? I, I think it's. <laughs> I think say he sold more than Star Wars. And to be fair, that's probably that hasn't been a great year. Well, twenty twenty one wasn't a great year for Star Wars. And I think he's probably sold more than the Marvel. But I don't think he sold more than Star Wars and Marvel combined. No that's way. Right. No, no, there's way. no way. No. Like in each category, yeah. he's probably yeah. Yeah. sold more. And and I think credit where credit's due. Instead of going back through the rich history of DC and do, rehashing all the figures that we've already got, like the Atoon, you know, cartoons and things, yeah. and the Dark Knight Returns and things, which he has got to now and mm. stuff. But he's he's given light to the new release the comics, stuff, the yeah. like the medals, yeah. you know, Dark Knight medals and whatever they call it, uh, and things, which I think is great because not only are you going to the comic book store and picking up the latest comic book series, but you've got toys coming to out represent to it. represent them mm-hmm. and give more excitement uh, to the the line, and you know, vice versa to the toy line. So I think you know, thumbs up in that respect. Yeah, and look, I I, I think to be honest, the black with the face reel. And the Marvel Legends, to me, they're a they're a better figure, all things considered, mm. to me. But when I walk into a store, and this is literally in Australia, going into say uh, a niche collectible store, these figures will be thirty dollars Australian. Yep. And a Marvel Legends or a Black Series will be forty five dollars. Yeah, exactly right. So, they've and you're got, getting got a move at that price, right? They, they do. You're mm. getting a bet a bigger figure. So not 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 necessarily with the face reel. Not necessarily with the same quality of paint apps and articulation, but gee, that's a pretty big difference. So yeah, good on him. He's done mm-hmm. well, and he's, like you said, Ben, he's put out a lot of product. I think everyone that's a DC fan can find something they like in what he's done. Yep. And if you're a Batman fan, you just <laughs> yeah. cloud nine, right? <laughs> he's done them all. <laughs> well, talking about price as well, he released that Bat Cycle by itself. Yep. Yeah. So he chose not to release it with a figure. As opposed to a Ghost Rider, you almost have to give him the bike and the figure sure, in yes. a two-pack. So that bumps up the price to about $70, $80. But Todd released the Bat Cycle by itself. I was able to pick it up uh, in Australian retail online for $35. Yeah, and geez. that is that's ridiculously cheap. That's a big chunk of plastic for 35 That's right, that's right. Yeah. So mm. Very good. All right, moving on to the competition now that... Pipped, got pipped by the Todd father. And Star Wars has put out a live stream going through their showcase of figures moving forward. And this is really interesting. Frank, I think you made a note here in our in our run sheet about can the Star Wars team recover from the disappointment of the Rancor Haslap? Well, yeah, this was their first big, you know, sort of, comp- uh, this is their first big announcements thing since, uh, since the Rancor. Yeah, and I think mm. they've made a few mistakes. I'm not sure I put it on my run sheet, but they did a... a, a Will I pronounce this correctly? The Black Cranston? Cr- Isn't it Cranston? Car- Carasant? Carasant? Carasant. Black, Black Carasant? <laughs> the, the big Wookiee guy from the new book of e- Boba Evil Chewie. Evil yeah, Chewy. Evil Chewy. <laughs> um, they did a figure of him, oh, and, the, and it's 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 awful. And you know what? People joked about it beforehand, just yep. going, or they said, oh, we're going to, they said, when Hasbro gets to that Black Carasant figure, yep. it's going to be a repainted Chewie. You know that, right? Yeah. And that's pretty much what they did. Yeah, and, and, and unfortunately, the physique it's not is the same. so different. Yep. Like Chewie's tall and lanky, and Karasan is just this bulky, yep. massive wrestler type guy. And and it's it's imagine, almost embarrassing that that figure exists. Imagine taking format. a Captain America figure, painting it green, and calling it the Hulk. Yeah, like that. It, that's exactly. almost what they've done. It is. Mm. Yep. And then even the face sculpt is so badly done; it looks nothing like him. Uh, it's it's embarrassing. So I found that 
I was looking at when that came up on social media, mainly Instagram, I was re- reading the comments and they were scathe- scathe- and rightly so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rightly so, scathing. He's an expensive figure. But moving on, they did some other interesting things here with their archive line. Um, they've got the C-3PO, they've got Lando Calrissian, which is my favorite version of Lando in his skiff guard outfit. Dengar gets a re-release as well as Emperor Palpatine, no throne. Mm. And no multiple heads here. The C-3PO they're doing is the very first version redone. So that since mm. that 3PO, they've done improved articulation, improved paintwork on the eyes. Sure. They've gone back to the very first version of him to put in this archive, which is a very odd move, mm, okay. right? To go almost to an inferior version. Yep. Again, Emperor Palpatine, he's been done in the exclusive with the throne and the three faces i think archive really is about getting your best version out there and updating a lot of the earlier figures with face real and i think even the return of the jedi lando and Skiffguard, when they released him he had the face real already mm. so he's not much of an upgrade i think he's still floating around on shelves you can still yeah, actually get it right. so some to me some very strange choices for archive my my feel that archive was really about getting ones that were really hard to get. Yep. Um, you know, you don't want to get them secondary prices, and giving us the best version of them, giving us all the updates. So I think again a little bit of a hit, a little bit of a miss on this one. Um, some gaming greats we have Jedi Fallen Order Knight Brother Archer, which will be a GameStop exclusive. I think he's sort of a smaller figure, like a little kid. And Rogue One, the Saw Guerrera is getting a figure. Then in terms of um, some more Black Series, we're getting a Force Awakens Han Solo, New Hope Chewbacca, New Hope Grand Moff Tarkin, and Return of the Jedi Bush Princess Leia, as well as Aya Sakula, Darth Maul um, from Season 7 of The Clone Wars. So I think a lot of those, again, are going to be the um, Archive. Um, they, yeah, Black Series? Or yeah, Archive, Archive Black Series. Yeah. So Archive is the is, re-releases okay, of sure, Black sure. Series. Yep. So again, um, oh, I don't know. Uh, so none of those are new figures? They're all sort well, of... Well, um, sorry, the, the those first four are all re-releases. Mm-hmm. And then I think Aeola Sakura and Darth Maul from Clone Wars are, are new figures. Right. So again, interesting choice for Archive. Um, I won't go through all the vintage collection stuff, but there was a there was a, a few figures released from that. But I think the best thing, the coolest thing here, is a playset, and it is the throne room from the book of Boba Fett. So it's mm. Jab- Jabba's palace, or it's the palace really that exists when Bib Fortuna has taken the throne. So you can kind of, I think it comes with a Bib figure, yep, and you can basically either put him in there. Where he exists for like you know <laughs> an end minutes. credit sequence, or you can put uh, Fennec Shand and Boba Fett in the in the seat. So that's really cool. Um, just some stats on this. This is pretty impressive. Uh, Fifty accessories, and it's got all sorts of you know roast meats and different vials and all sorts of really really nice intricate details. Obviously, it's got the throne. It's got it's sort of got the cover and the the sliding you know rancor pit that, mm-hmm. that folds in and out so i think that's pretty cool um it's got a, a spinning grill so you can do your your kebabs or your, your roast meats <laughs> um the throne platform extends as we said and it comes with a bib fortuna and he's in his book of boba fett look 
Um, Pulse exclusive, $229 US. US. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. Like, it's a nice set. But wow, that I mean, that's going to be a four hundred dollar Australian yeah, just to get set it. for a little sort of backdrop with some nice accessories. Hey, so, you know what would be really good with a set like that is a rancor to put in the damn pit, right? <laughs> well, it would have been out of scale. <laughs> this is this is vintage collection, but yeah, I, I take your point. That I mean, we'll talk about the final episode of Book of Boba Fett. And we all knew it was coming. You know, it's like what's that uh, album? Ride the lightning. This is Metallica. Ride, Metallica, ride the, ride the Rancor. Yeah. And it's sort of like there's something when he comes out riding that Rancor and you think about the Haslab and the missing, yep. <laughs> the missing yeah, Rancor we should miss. have. It's sort of, it's it's just hits yeah. home, doesn't it? The interesting thing is, is when, it, you know, if these Star Wars guys are smart enough, they'd put their vintage collection uh, Jabba the Hutt in there just to showcase what it looks like. You know, if you don't want this seen to look like what it does but you want a more yep. old re- school um, yeah old yeah. school return of the jedi type look you know this is what you can do you know just to upsell it to those fans uh, instead of just 100%. honing it in to the the, the only mod- you yeah, know the, the modern recent. fans so mm. uh, yeah that's something to look out for they released the uh jubber in the sail barge and things so you know they've definitely got a few jubbers floating around yep. and it'd be very interesting to see how it all fits whether he does fit properly in there or if he's going to smack his head or, yeah. you know, his, his um, head's up in that sunlight or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's a great question. Top, yeah. yeah. And, and an easy, like, you think that's just money for jam, right? To do that, to put him in there and show that? Mm. Well, that's... Why, why that, wouldn't you? Well, that's something... I, that, I mean, can, that's a question I had. Yeah. How does he fit? It looks like he would fit. But who knows? You need to prove it though. <laughs> you I, know, need, right. you, I can't tell. No, you can't. That he's going to fit until I visually see it, and mm. that that could be the difference of me putting down the two hundred dollars or not. Yep. I think at that price they should include a Jabba with it, and you might yeah. get more people. So that way they've got the option to go. Do you go old school? Do you go new school? Yep. And make make your own mind up. Yep. That's right. Hundred cool. percent. All right, moving on to Marvel Legends, and we've seen uh, pictures for the Bone Breaker wave. Now, uh, shout out to our good friend Russ on this one. He is a big fan of this character. If you don't know anything about Bone Breaker, I don't blame you. He is essentially, you think a centaur where the bottom half of the person <laughs> yep. is a horse? The bottom half of this guy is a tank, is is the best way to put it. And uh, look, I don't know much of the history of the figure, but Druss... Loves this guy. He actually uh, got a customizer to make him his own version of this figure. So in scale, you know, all painted really nice with the Marvel Legends. And I joked with him ages ago. I said, mate, you know they're going to get to him eventually. He's like, yeah, but you know, I need it. And then like six months later, yep. this guy was was sort of uh, teased. So I feel like he had an original Toy Biz Did he? figure. I feel like it. Yeah, Ooh. I feel like I might even have it. And that's just <laughs> saying how much I pay attention. But um, yeah, he's really obscure, right? Yep. <laughs> it's like a mini tank. It, oh, it's, it's like something out of Godzilla to me because there is a character or one of those kaiju things where there's like a lizard character that sits on a tank. And that's, <laughs> yep. his, you know, that's his thing. But right. he's loving life. Look at the expression he's, on his face. I can't tell if he's happy or just evil. I mean, would you be happy if you had tanks for legs? Like, <laughs> how, how, how does he go to sleep? Yeah. Like, he just, just sort of flops, flops over flops on the down. tank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, he is, of course, a builder figure for this wave. We get a bunch of other ones. We get a return of Wolverine. Wolverine, this is as he, when he comes back to life, as his comic characters do, and he's got the uh, his 
uh, adamantium claws are now superheated, and you can see that if you look closely on the paint, they've got sort of red uh, paintwork on them. Uh, we get Siren, uh, we get Havoc, very classic looking Havoc. If you missed out on the, I think it was about 2016 was the last time they did a Havoc that was even close to this, but he didn't have the same sort of like head um, headdress. Yeah. Uh, and this one comes with, you know, some really nice sort of effects to simulate his powers. We get Vulcan, we get Maggot, Darwin and Sabretooth, which is a bit of a different style styled Sabretooth, not the... Um, the big bulky look you associate with Sabretooth. I'm not 100% sure very, where very that's lean. from. Yeah. 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 So, um, look, some some nice deep cuts there. I've got to be honest, I don't know all of those characters. Um, the Havoc for my collection, the Havoc is the one that kind of interests me the most. Um, I don't have, well, the Havoc I have is the horrible uh, 90s X-Force one, which is not that great a figure. Um, but, yeah, so that is uh, Marvel's uh, latest and greatest. Mm. All right, moving on to Roger Rabbit and Super Seven <laughs> have got that license, and they teased it with one of their one of the characters. What was it, Judge Doom? And uh, the, just the uh, dangling, dipping that little, the tune, yeah, the yeah. tune into the barrel. So yeah. that was awesome, and everyone went straight to, oh my gosh, Ultimates, wow. Ultimates, uh, Roger Rabbit. But of course, uh, they they're starting off slow. They're starting off with uh, their reaction line instead. So we've got uh, Jessica Rabbit, Judge Doom, Smarty, and Stupid. And, of course, the head character, Roger Rabbit, all available next Tuesday, the uh, second so the uh, second of the third on Super7.com. So, uh, yeah, they should be interesting. And who knows if uh, the re- uh, they'll follow with the um, Ultimates. Ultimates or not. Uh, are you anyone in for this? Because uh, they look really cool. Yep. And this is one version that reaction sort of works well, I think, you know, the translation. Yeah. Uh, anyone in? I'm extremely keen. Yep. I was, I have a plush Roger Rabbit, <laughs> um, that, and I loved it. Like I had it as a as a kid. I loved the movie. Um, really, I wanted a plush Jessica Rabbit to cuddle, <laughs> cuddle in bed. <laughs> but to be honest, I, mean, I really feel like I missed Roger Rabbit toys. Like so, I had the plush, mm. and they had figurines, yep. and that was about it. There was no action figures. Roger Rabbit at the time. So the best you could get, they had bendies, they had figurines, and they had they the like plush. The PVC like didn't. Yeah, you didn't know, they had the wi- Yeah, that's thing. right. They had yep. the PVC, yep. so they didn't move. They had bendy ones, which I think had wire in them. Yeah, that, right. But they never had a traditional action figure. And that Roger Rabbit is to me like, yeah, I know he's in the reaction style, which has this kind of you know, it's based on what. Kenner sort if of Kenner did in the, in the yeah. 80s yeah. or the, the late 70s. But that Roger Rabbit looks like a Roger Rabbit action figure, regardless of which toy company did it. Mm-hmm. The Judge Dooms, yes, okay, he's in that Kenner style and, and so somewhat so is Jess, Jessica Rabbit. But Smarty and Stupid, they look like they would be action figures. So I, if they never get to Ultimates, I'd be happy with these guys. Um, I'm very, very keen. My one gripe, and I got to praise Super 7 for the artwork on mm-hmm. the reaction. Like, it's a big part of the appeal of reaction oh, for me, the artwork. But they missed a trick. Now, I reckon <laughs> Christopher Lloyd yeah. hasn't licensed out his look. Yep. No and, way. And, yep. uh, and he doesn't, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's even done it with NECA, I think. Really? He might not have even done it with NECA. I don't know. Ooh. Like, the likeness... Oh, it's actually, the likeness is pretty good. Yeah. Maybe NECA, maybe Hot Toys have it. But I don't reckon Super 7 have it. Yeah. And the 
artwork for Judge Doom on this looks like it's been done in MS Paint. <laughs> like, I'm to me, do you remember when you used to draw things in MS Paint and oh, then yeah. put those filled, like, you know, yeah. gradient the colors? <laughs> to me, that's what this looks like. It's funny because it, all the other characters are all animated, right? And I think yeah. that's part of it. He's the one out of that five, he is the one. Live Real action. life, yeah. live yeah, action, and he's character. never am- only his eyes are sort of. That's animated. right. You yeah. get that. You know, he goes evil at the end, like, and so it it really stands out. I, yeah. As you said, I think the yes. figure itself works yeah, well with that style, but that the artwork for that is oof. It's bad. Just a, just a miss. Uh, it's a miss. The the rest are pretty good. Like yeah. the artwork on the rest works really well. But anyway, that's just a minor gripe because they're usually at such a high standard with the art. Um, but yeah, I I love this. I love Roger Rabbit. It's one of one of my favourite childhood films. Mm. I also love Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I watched a trailer that I laughed my ass off. Like it's basically as if Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the cartoon we grew up with, was those characters acting in a show. And now you're seeing them, you know, years on as sort of a little bit washed up has been stars. <laughs> That's sort of the premise. Okay. And, and I, I looked at the picture, because someone posted on the Discord group, and I looked at the picture, and I'm like, why is Chip a cartoon and Dale is 3D CGI? And what happens, you, they show a scene in the trailer where they meet again, and he's like, did you get the CGI surgery? And he's like, maybe I did. <laughs> so he's gone away. And got, he's upgraded. And, yeah, and then like, they, he's upgraded. To, plastic surgery <laughs> for cartoon yeah. characters. But then they go, they, there's a scene where Roger Rabbit is in the scene. Oh, wow. Like, in, they're interacting with characters like Roger Rabbit. And to me, I'm like, I'm so in now on this as a premise. Yeah. Because it was that whole integration of Toons living in the real world. And what would Toons, you know, do? Like, okay, I want to get up with the time. So <laughs> I, I got, got the, the CGI. CG. <laughs> I think that's just brilliant writing. I think it's really that's clever. Great. So it's, it's a merging of, of these two worlds and it's bringing back characters like Roger Rabbit, and and who knows what else. So I'm really excited by that, and I'm excited by these figures. Well, because uh, merging in two worlds, they had Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse in the same scene for uh, yeah. Roger Rabbit. Yep. And if you count the amount of lines each of them had, they're exactly the same, yep, because just they, so there's no one gets the gets, upper hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, thought that was didn't very want to clever. Compete. That's yeah. right. Very cool. Yep. <laughs> All right. Now, some very exciting reveals are coming from Mezco with their 112 collection and they're dropping because this is really the time we would be getting New York Toy Fair. It's happening now. So this episode's probably, we, we almost probably have to check our phones at some point yeah. during this to see if there's any breaking news. <laughs> but they have been putting out some teasers, I think, every day for their Mezco 112 collection. And one of the two that stood out for me, and there's some very cool figures in here, was the Snake Eyes um, is just incredible. Like, he's very, to me, very original action figure um, oriented, albeit with the visor. Version 2. Version 2, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got, he looks in terms of all black and the grenades along the chest and the belts and the gun and the pistol and and everything, but with not the goggles, the visor. And then we also saw, and we've been seeing the Todd dropping some figures from the new Matt Reeves Batman mm. or the Batman that's coming out in March. Mezco, to me, this is this is the best version yep. that we've seen so far. And not taking anything away from the figures that Todd has done, but this is obviously a premium figure, but he looks amazing. 
really cool in that. So a lot of big Mezco fans out there, and they're going to be very, very excited by these drops. And interesting fact, I don't know if this is spoilers, but the Matt Reeves um, Batman with yep. the chest logo, I was looking at it, I'm like, I reckon that's like a Batarang or something. Confirmed that there are actually two switchblade knives that are magnetically oh, attached wow. okay. inside his costume. So it's practical, ah, right? Because I took it as uh, there was, I think, some of the early shots of that. And you're right, it looked metallic and yeah. stuff. And people going, they look like guns. And yep. the, th- the working theory was that it's the gun that killed his parents. Ah, and melted he's, down he's melted down right. or cut it up and right. put it on his chest. So there's, that, there's a really cool angle of if he... You know, gets shot at close range. Yep, it hits the gun. He's protected by by, by the gun, like that. Yeah. That concept. Oh, that blew my mind hearing that. The knives thing is still pretty cool, though. Yeah, <laughs> I love that idea. The fact that it's it's utilitarian. Yep. It's not just like a logo. Yeah. So I thought that, anyway. That's that's really cool. But th- those figures look great. If you're a Mezco fan, I think they're always their quality throwing their money. Yeah. Like their money yep. is just yep. coming out of their wallet. That's right. Yep. Um. So good luck to you picking some of those up. And from one Batman to a very different Batman, uh, going back to the Todd, actually, we are talking about Batman as he was portrayed by Adam West, 1966. He's unveiled a few more figures to go uh, with it. What are these sort of five, four well, to five I inch mean, characters? Yeah, I think, I think they're a little bit smaller. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah five five inch or, or, or maybe just on just, the six inch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we get... Uh, Four figures here. We get Penguin. We get uh, Catwoman as she's portrayed by Eartha Kitt. Uh, and then we get Riddler and Batman who appear to be in boxing <laughs> outfits. They, they'll be, they'll they go sure really are. nicely with your Joker and Batman in the surfing yeah, outfits. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> you know, so I, I think this was clever in all honesty. But look at the character selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a bit uh, wonky. But but it's, like, it's all the, the characters from the Matt Reeves film. It's oh, Penguin, Catwoman, yes. and Riddler, right. and Batman. Right, of course. Nice. I didn't yeah. pick up on that. Well done. <laughs> and they went Eartha Kit. Yeah. Um, yes. So that's really cool. It posted yeah. Julie Newmar. Right. Because yeah. I was like, I was thinking, well, I couldn't get my head past the boxing outfits. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm just thinking, well, the surfer outfits got done a few times but by yes. Mattel and then McFarlane. You're right. So yep. this makes sense to do something different and keeping in with that wacky thing that '66 had. Uh, I didn't even think about the new films and the characters yeah, and the very deliberate now. Yeah, that you well see done. It. Yeah. Oh, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, who knows? Exactly. Uh, very cool. I, I'm keen. Um, I really like that Eartha Kit uh, Catwoman because we never got an Eartha Kit when mm-hmm. Mattel was doing. It. We got the Julie Newmar. So that's uh, that is a new uh, figure essentially. And I, I mean, I probably prefer these over the Mattel ones. Yeah. I think the articul. I've I got the first three, which was I think Batman, Robin, and and Joker, and I have the Mattel versions. I just think they put in a bit too much articulation in the Mattel versions. Mm. I prefer the way the Todds approach these. So yep. I I'll probably get Penguin. I'll probably get Eartha Kit. Yeah. Nice. All right. Moving on to more figures from Super Seven. And we're getting our second wave of the worst Ultimates. Now, the worst, these really, the best way to explain these are their Super 7's own in-house action figure line focusing on the worst of the worst, right? Like the real villains. So the way they sell them is they say there are the good guys, there are the bad guys, and then there are the worst. So they're Super 7's own gang of villainous vile vermin, and they're (laughs) returning in Ultimates format. So these guys have... They do a lot of the worst in the reaction style. But I tell you what, the um, 
these figures are really, really cool. They get the full Ultimates treatment. Um, we're getting a Undead Warlord of Doom and Black Falcon, the Robotic Harbinger of Doom, the Robot Reaper. So the, um, the Warlord, he's got uh, three heads. He's got a cape, a shield, sword, spear, multiple hands, including like skeleton hands. And a, a, a drinking chain. flask yeah, and the, the, the lunchbox. He's got his pack of lunch <laughs> and a like brown, a 1980s brown, thermos. Yeah, brown paper bag and, yep. and a thermos, yep. How that is gold. So when you're taking over the world... You gotta eat. Don't don't yeah. forget don't do your it on breaks. Yes. Don't yeah yeah. He he looks like he could have walked off the set of Willow, right? He like, does. That's the vibe I get oh. just looking at it, knowing well, nothing about you know the what he's looked like in the reaction and stuff. Well, I just I, he looks very cool. I'm looking at you, John Clawfield, because I think this will fit right in with Ooh, Mythic Legend, Legends. Mythic Legends, yes. yeah. You know, and have that uh, flask there just to put him, you know, <laughs> put him aside from the others, uh, and the other the yeah. Doom the oh. uh, Reaper. What a fantastic, like a robot reaper. I don't even know if this has even been a concept before or no, not. No, probably the, not. The teaser shot they had for this guy was actually the back of yes. his head. <laughs> and he had the old three and a quarter inch floppy drive as if sort of imagine. Was it the five? Is it the five inch? Oh, it might one? have been. Yeah, I, I reckon I, it's the big oh, one. But it was like, imagine, it was like, yeah. oh, you need to upload a program <laughs> to your brain. Just put it in the back and you flip the little lever down. Yeah. Oh. That Amazing is, concept, and, and even some of the accessories he's got. Yep. He's got the the classic Windows pixelated little uh, hourglass. Yep. There's a what is that like a Game Boy icon or something? It looks like a, a Game Boy uh, Game Boy console. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Scythe just hand. Incredible, and yeah. the, and the cloth. It's interesting because he's got the cloth robe making him look like a ring wraith that goes over the entire figure, but underneath you can you can obviously it's take that robot. off. It's, it's a proper robot. It's a proper. If you got it, you sit there and go. I don't know whether to display him uh, with or yeah. without the, the I, cloak because he looks cool either way. I'd like to have the, if that cloak is, the headdress is removable, to have the head sort of, you know, open mm. so that you can see that uh, it's a proper robot underneath. I want to also call out the fact, the homage to the C-3PO. Yes, I was so, going to say. Yeah, so his <laughs> bottom sort of shin and foot are uh, different coloured to the it's rest gold. of his body. Yeah. So, uh, it's no. very clever. Yeah. I must say, when they did their wave one, there was like a... Pirates and the yeah, bat the and, the and the Dracula vampire. kind of vampire yeah. bat. Yeah, yeah. I liked them. The designs just weren't quite for me. Yep. Like they were 90% there, not enough to get me to buy in. Looking at these, amazing. Mm. Like, I don't know how I can not get these figures. <laughs> like, it's just... They're, Put they're, them on they're your brilliant. list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I collect Ultimates as my only thing. That's so it. That's, uh, they're, they're, they're fair game. All right, moving along. We've got a new Castle Grayskull. This one is from uh, preeternia.de, and they have found an image of the upcoming Netflix animated series based He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Castle Grayskull, from playset from Mattel. So uh, this um, obviously harkens from the CGI uh, cartoon that is getting uh, a new two. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. season two. And it's quite... Interesting. It's very basic in the sense that it's not a full-fledged castle where it opens up and things, but where it doesn't open up, the sort of front, uh, I think, transforms a little bit. So I think the drawbridge still comes down and things and opens up to house He-Man and things, but it looks like it's got lights, it might have sounds, and it looks like it's got a couple of action features. Uh, Yeah, very interesting, but also exciting to see that this 
more kid orientated line yep. getting is a place get, getting a place out yeah. and keeps churning through toys so that uh, hopefully the younger generation you know can continue to uh, you know live through the Marcy yeah. universe for, for, for some f- young fans out there this will be their Castle Grayskull yeah. that they grew up with as a kid you know and look it's very different to to what we know and grew up with but uh, you know it's um, it's always like the fourth if you count classics this is the fourth Grayskull yeah I think you gotten. go well you go vintage then you go classics Two, 2000X, 2000X sorry 2000X yep. classics then the Origins one oh course. yes yes, yep. and then this one so yep. this is the I guess the fifth Bigger compatible one. There's a few mm. little, you know, the oh, minis yeah, had yeah. one, a few things like that. Statues. So, and but things, that's, yeah. uh, look, I don't mind the fact that you, you're going number five mm. and it's totally unique in its look. Yep. It's still, you can tell, like I saw this image and I'm like, okay, it's Castle Grayskull, obviously modernized. Um, but that's good on it. Like, we don't need the fifth one to be an identical the same thing. Well, no. we've got the origins one. one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, that's great right. to have something yeah. a bit different on the shelf. It looks like the, the central chamber or something where he... And again, this is a, a leaked image. This is nothing official by Mattel. you got to wonder how quick this is going to get taken down. But anyway, um, it looks like there's a central chamber and I wonder just there's a hand in this image there's a hand on the top That's of... push down? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's some sort of spin feature or yep. a, a trap jaw sort of, you know... It makes sense. Transformation. In, in the show, the I believe the heart of Castle Grayskull is that big like column of energy or something. Yep. Okay. So I wonder if it's sort of, you know, related to that somehow. Yeah. As far as an action feature. No idea on price. So I think that'll be a big uh, game changer if it's, you know, priced really affordable. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is sort of a sixty dollar US, seventy dollar US. I, I don't sort of think item. it'll be that much. I think maybe be, even cheaper. Yeah, you could be I right. think it'd be under fifty. Okay. Yeah. Fifty US. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you could be could be spot on. Hey, just on while we're on this, I'm going to go off my memory, but I did see some um, kind of viewing details on both the Kevin Smith Netflix and the He-Man and the Master Universe. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith, I think, was the top kids show on Netflix. I think it hit the number one spot and it might have been something in the top five yeah, right. of um, certain animation or something. And on the CGI show, I think in 22 markets, it got in the top 10. Oh, that's all right. Shows. So okay. some, some strong performance, I think mm-hmm. you'd say, from both those shows, which is good. Obviously, the CGI got a season two, which everyone's excited about. So I think that's some really good news for how it's resonating with markets. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, Darren, this would be... Darren would have loved that little oh, statistic yeah. of the fact... You know, he might have conceded. He-Man he lives on. Yeah, He-Man yeah. lives on. It might not be the version for him, but it's a version that is resonating with, with a new with audience. People, yeah. And um, it, even some of our, us old farts with, with a pretty open mind can dig this new version. So yeah. that that's really cool anyway. All right, going over to Playmates now. Yes, Playmates actually still make toys. Um, they are rolling out some new Star Trek products, and this is in line with the new Nickelodeon animated show, Star Trek Prodigy. I haven't had a chance to watch this. It's on my ever-growing list of, of things to watch. I attempted to watch the, what is it, Star Trek The Lower Decks. Um, yep. That's pretty much like if Robot Chicken did Star Trek. Right. And, or, you know, Seth MacFarlane well, and all got, those guys. And it's just, I don't know, it just didn't did, sit. didn't feel didn't like Star well. Trek. No. Uh, did, nah. did not the Star Trek guys see the Orville and just be like, okay, right? they've done it. We can't, we right. can't, we can't and do comedy because they have done the best version of Star Trek anyone can do. 1,000%. Yeah, the yeah. Orville is brilliant because it's, it's 
all those funny and irreverent things, but at the same time, there's a, there's a real moral to oh, 100%. the stories yeah. they tell. It's it's a brilliant show, which yeah. I believe is coming back for great, a, great. It's been you know delayed with the pandemic yeah. and stuff. Anyway, talking about this show, Star Trek Prodigy. This is an all animated show, a lot less um you know humans in suits than we're used to. A lot of alien characters. And Playmates have unveiled these uh, figures. These are five-inch figures. Uh, we get figures of Dal Dalrel, Murph. Uh, pardon the pronunciation on these names. I'm literally reading for the first time. Gwindala and Jamcon Pog. I think he looks like the piggy kind of guy, or maybe it's the robot. Oh, who knows? Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, with Nate, and look, the, the characters we're looking at on the screen here all wildly different. You've got what looks like a, a, a pokeball with arms and legs. You've got yep. a, a purple guy that could be a neutrino, uh, a, a female that could be like sort of nebula, but with blue hair instead of blue skin. Um, You've got a robot pokeball with arms and legs. <laughs> <laughs> and then a blob, the blob from... Well, I was, uh, yeah, I was saying... Flubber. That, yeah, the, You've got flubber. <laughs> flubber, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's... um. They're really and but what's impressive is that you know we, we've criticised playmates lots of times on this show for their just laziness as far as sculpting and, yep. and that sort of stuff. These all look wildly different and pretty well detailed and just yeah. that sort of harkens back to that real original why we fell in love with playmates as kids so, sort of thing. Look, this is I saw a post come up from Varna Studios who sculpted a lot of the original turtles, mm. right? So the vintage turtles. And I believe they're behind the sculpts of these. Right. So this is Varna Studios. So let, let's be honest. When Playmates put their mind to something, you know, they, they've got, they can't reuse sculpts for any of these figures. They sure. have to get someone to sculpt them. They churn out some good stuff. Like I love that the, I saw in the shop, it was in the girls' aisle, but it was those, there's a ladybird, I think, yeah, superhero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the figures from that, they looked really nice. I'm like, okay, these are cool Playmates figures. What I think, where I think Playmates have fallen down is with the laziness that, that comes with maybe a bit of the turtle stuff yep. where they felt they can rehash things or redo things and they haven't given them the love. Yep. Right? So they've gone, let's do movie-style turtles, but we'll just use the Leonardo buck and, yeah, and, that, and swap the heads. Things yeah. like that, you know, it, it that to me seems like a bit of a cash grab. Yep. Whereas if they put their mind to it, which they have to for these sorts of releases, we get some really nice stuff. And that's why I think these ones, the new Star Trek line, they're, they're putting effort in yep. and, and they're good. Like these these proto, prototype or you know production images look really nice. I, I hope they turn out like that, but they, they look really good quality. Mm, yep. All right, we're moving on to Storm Collectibles. And I feel like this is something they've teased for a little while now. Yep. Um, it's a new Liu Kang. We're getting a just one image of him sort of from the side. But I tell you what, he looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's from their uh, 112 Mortal Kombat line. A lot of figures, I reckon even two to three years ago, we got teasers for the Liu Kang Dragon. I think Katana. Mm-hmm. Um, they all had figures that just have taken a long time to get out. So good we're finally getting uh, a Liu Kang. And boy, like these figures are high quality, but that this one just looks... What I, what I love is the, the hand he's got, which is almost like a bit of a, you know, a rock and roll hand where he's got the, the, the pointer and the pinky finger out and, and which is very like, you know, in tune with his character. The, 
He's got the red headband and the spiked gauntlet, so it's the Mortal Kombat 2-inspired uh, costume. I think Mortal Kombat 1 is literally just him in black pants, so there's a bit of a yeah. boring sort of figure to do. MK2, they introduced the red highlights and stuff, which has sort of become his thing since then. So, look, I think it's amazing. The question is, with, with these sets is, all right, well, how, what sort of fatality accessories? Yeah, what are the you accessories? Include? You're yep. going to get an in-scale MK1 arcade machine because... In Mortal Kombat 2, oh. that was one of his fatalities. He would basically replicate... Well, it might have been Mortal Kombat 3 now that I think of it. But he would replicate his fatality from MK1, which was pretty lame. He'd do like a 360 kick, yeah. uppercut you in the air, and that was it. No limbs coming off, no nothing. And so almost as a bit of a dig at that, he basically did the same thing. But when you landed, <laughs> an MK1 arcade machine would just come from, drop from the sky yeah. and squash you to yeah, pieces. Yeah. Like an Acme anvil. <laughs> exactly yeah, right. Nice. So you yeah. can expect... Some, I would be very surprised. Oh, if that doesn't make the set, uh, you'd be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we've spoken highly of Playmates on this show for the first time in a long time. Guess what? We're about to go two for two. They have revealed in the last couple of days a new Turtles figure based on the last Ronan comic book. And I've got to say, when you think recently, when you think Playmates and you think Turtles figures, there's not usually a lot to get excited about. But this one looks looks to be a step in the right direction. It's advertised actually as a 4.5-inch figure. Now, when I'll be honest, when I first looked at it, I struggled to tell what scale it was. Yeah, it's just it's a, hard, hard to tell. Just a, an image on its own, white background. Uh, there were some shots of the knees that showed it did have double-jointed knees, and my mind went to the, the classic-styled figures that are, you know, 6-inch or 7-inch nearly. And I was like, uh, but it's not. It's advertised 4.5-inch, so basically this figure vintage of the last it. Ronin will yeah. fit in with your vintage turtles. And the head is very much a vintage-style head. It doesn't look like the comics, which is fine, but it, it's it's pretty cool. I, yeah. I think this is fantastic, and and it's that question: where do you put it on your shelf? Yeah, right. And the my only issue is is at this size, fantastic. It's going to fit in nicely with your vintage, but it's too gritty. It's almost got too many paint too jobs paint. Yep. on it yeah. to fit in your uh, in your vintage collection. You almost need some custom char- uh, painted characters to really highlight the. You know, for example, General Trag, you know how he's got all those extra character mm, um, mm. attributes on him. You need to highlight all those to make sh- uh, this, this last fit Ronan in. Yeah. fit in. It's like what it's like what Super Seven have highlighted, but now you've got the last Ronan standing next to your vintage yeah, figures. So that's that's the only concern because the weapons look yep. very basic and things from what I've seen, and that's my only thing that like he's just. I, I know he's a standalone character, but when he's that size. Everyone's going to be like, "Oh, let's put him in with the vintage." Yep. But he's it's too it's it's too much paint application. Well, not basic enough. There mm. is a black and white version yeah. you can get, yep. so you could customize that one. I, well, <laughs> maybe you wouldn't want to because I think this he's a chase. Yes. And because be expensive a, figure to yeah, that's right <laughs> to mess with. I think this is a previews exclusive. It yep. is, yes. So it's more expensive than a regular. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine US. And that black and white variant is going to be thrown in randomly, so you can't order it. Mm. I think it'll just uh, it'll come like if you get lucky, I guess. So. Yeah. Do we I, like that or not? Look, I don't mind it because I look. I this is like we were talking the other day about the King Grayscale that Mattel launched with as their con exclusive, mm. and back in the day, Val Staples from the He Man.org managed to get a selection of 
those figures and get them out to fans that put in an order. And I was one of those ones. Darren was one that we got our King Grace. Did you go in for that? Uh, no, Not I went. I got mine from uh, eBay. So. so, so we. I got. So they had two versions. They had the normal version of what he looked like in the cartoon, the flashback sequence, and they had a stone version. The bronze, right? yeah. And so the bronze one was rarer, but it was just, as Val said, it was just random which one you got. And I think that was the case with the San Diego exclusive. You just got, hmm. if you got lucky, you got the bronze one. But as far as I was concerned, the bronze one was the lesser one because I, yeah, right. I wanted the color one, right? So when I got mine from Val, I got the stone bronze hmm. figure. And it was like, great, I got the rare one. <laughs> now I got to go wanted. out and buy the actual one. Uh, yeah. And I think that would be the case with this. If you got the black and white one, be like, sweet, it's a cool figure, but I also want the color one. Yep. So yeah. that's a bit, to me, that's a bit weird. Yeah. The black and white's interesting considering it's was never done as a black and white comic. Like it makes mm. more sense yep. with the Mirage styled turtles. And don't get me wrong, the artwork for this series is very much in the Mirage stylings, but it just, yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit odd. I'd I'd be happy with either. To be honest, I've got the the black and white uh, Necker turtles, and they're they're some of my favourites. As as someone who loves that original uh, original turtles artwork, um, just quickly on this figure before we uh, wrap on it, he uh, does come basically with all the accessories. Anyone who's read the comic will know comes with all the turtles weapons. Yep. Right, it's going to be a first for the only turtle to come with bow, staff, nunchucks, size, yeah, and katanas all at the same right. time. Yeah, grappling hook, rope. And throwing stars, like it's a, it really is a, a throwback to the old um, playmate stuff. Of they come with more accessories than they could possibly hold. So, yeah, pretty pretty good. But that's not the only Ronan news we have, Trent. No, another one, and this is the comic book version from Necker. And I don't think they want it to be outdone because hot on the heels of the playmates release, a picture showed up of the last Ronan, just one, and he looks comic book accurate. He looks incredible i think they're two very different figures yes i don't think they're in the same universe i'd be happy to get both like you say you can put one kind of with your vintage albeit the detailed paint apps but if you want comic book accuracy you're gonna go with necker absolutely beautiful figure can i also say something though i prefer the playmates face to the necker one i think the necker one looks that's fair uh, looks a bit too um Squashed. Yeah, it looks a bit squashed. I like the the bigger nose yep. on the Playmates. Well, it's so vintage. That, that Playmates it's one really head. is vintage. Yeah, it almost yeah. feels like they've taken a vintage head and, and yep. made the figure around it. Looks oh, like I agree. Looks like a vintage yeah. Raphael head. Even it though, does, yeah. yep, yep. Anyway, so yeah, well done. But I think that, you know, space them apart, guys. Like, can you not <laughs> talk to each other and <laughs> well, release them? Or, yeah. I don't know. I, or, or was it done intentionally because they both had the rights and they were allowed to do it? Well, it's, if it's meant to be New York Toy Fair, they all want Probably. to release space. it. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not sure how much sort of discourse there is between the, the companies to dropping I suspect this sort of n- stuff. There's n- not like no. between Brian and, and, and Randy. Randy. Yep. I don't think it's like that. Not with Playmates, no, I imagine. I wouldn't no. have thought so. Yep. All right, a bit more Turtles news. Frank, how are you feeling with this one? We're getting the quarter-scale Leo. He looks good. He's got the stern face and the happy face. Mm. It's not a. It's not an alternate face, though. It's just like the, the top of the yep. head pops off yep. and you change out the mouth. I thought that was a very clever uh, way of doing the, the alternate heads. Yeah, look, uh, these are the, the quarter-scale uh, animated-style Turtles. And so I think Don and Raph have already been out for a little bit now. Um, I, I've passed on these up to this point because I the, the, Toon, the Toon Turtles 
work for me. And the, yep. I do have the quarter scale and the movie ones, which to me will be always superior. You know, we talk about which versions of the Turtles you love and there's there's lots out there. That 1990 movie for me holds more memories than the cartoon yep. does. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I see it and I just go... Oh man, that's that that's a pretty Leo. Like I've I've it's a very I've, I've toyed Leo. with the idea lots of times of going, yeah, bugger it. I'm just going to become a Leonardo guy. Just Can get you Leonardo. Just, could you just get Leo on this? No, like, that's no. the problem. <laughs> that's exactly the problem. I didn't they, think you'd be able. They like me and just collect shred. You know, one the one that works because yeah. it's Shredder. Oh, but still. the turtles, there's four. You can't have one yeah. bro without the others. Yeah. So, yep. nah, look, very impressive. Um, the swords seem a bit. More in scale, like with the cartoon stuff, which is, which is nice. You know, you look at the movie stuff, and they're a very different style. Um, similar sort of accessories to Raph and some of the others. Um, but yeah, it's um, amazing considering they are ninety percent the same figure. How long it takes these to come out from one figure to the it's, next? It's it's interesting. Yeah, it's taken a while. All right, Ninja Turtles Mania continues. So we have a teaser pick of the upcoming, what is it, Seth Rogen's animated take on the Ninja Turtles through the Nickelodeon Studios. So uh, this will fast follow the film with a series of exclusive movies of for Paramount+, Plus, each celebrating one villain in Never Before Tales. So it's interesting to see this sort of depiction poster because aside from what how the turtles look, all right, Take that, you know, yep. thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll circle Aside, back to yeah, that. Yeah, circle back there. In the background, you look very close in yeah. the background. You've got the Technodrome eye yep. looking at you. You've got some character shooting up into the sky. You've got the turtle blimp. You've got one of the turtle um, hang glider things. I think I think that uh, sort of statue piece looks like maybe Casey Jones with a, uh, you know, hoodie thing on. Or it could even be Shredder. I don't know. The wackiest thing in this picture by far is mm. the whale flying through the sky with octopuses attached to it. Like, that just makes no sense to me. Yeah. And a little bit concerning as well. Like, what sort of, you know, one-shot villain creates that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, I mean, I know there's that Moo Cow M- Misa character yes. from the comic books, uh, Licky or yep. Moo Mo Licky yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So that's pretty wacky, but why not bring that back instead of a... A, a whale, thing. yeah. Why it's, keep yeah. introducing new characters? So I think that there's a lot of teasers in this photo that we don't realise are in it uh, just now, but it's quite interesting, you know, and and exciting to see that Turtles continues to remake themselves, reinvent, yeah, yeah reinvent themselves for uh, future, you know, the future generations. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think of the look of the Turtles? I'm not a fan of the artwork, I'll be honest. It's too uh, squished. I don't know. It's it, 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 I don't know. I have to see them in motion. And yep, exactly, sure. yeah. yeah. Like, you know, there was, I, I remember, and we spoke about it on the show, if I recall, the outrage at the fact that the new cartoon coming out of Nickelodeon, the turtles had three toes. What <laughs> is that? that? You can't do that. That's going to destroy the franchise. Yep. Guess what? It was one of the better turtle shows to come out. That 2012 sure. Nickelodeon run was yeah, the, the three toes is largely irrelevant, exactly. really, compared to uh, the story. Exactly. And... So what I guess what I'm saying is that forget what they look like. Yep. If it's well written, if it's well acted, it's well delivered, and they tell compelling stories, you're yep. not going to care what the turtles look like real fast. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I think it's. I find this an interesting. I like the. I find the looks interesting, hmm. and and I guess what I'll say is. 
when we got the Turtles in the 84 comic, you couldn't tell them apart. They all looked identical, yeah. and largely it didn't matter. It was the weapons that told them apart. Now, that was a big challenge when Fred Wolf came along to do the animated, and one of the lightning strikes they had was given different colored bandanas. Sure. Cool. So that they all looked the same, but then the different colored bandanas. Now, then you go into a lot of what came after that, particularly the movies, so particularly the Michael Bay movies. Mm-hmm. They really all look different. And then you go into the, the Rise, Rise yep. and they're all different turtles. Like yep. They look totally different. Yep. And what I find really interesting is this is really bringing it back to them all basically being the same type of turtle, but they've kind of retained a little, few little yep. features yep. that tell them apart. So Leo has braces. Donnie has glasses and a, a buck tooth or something. Raph has the full bandana. Yep. Covering you know, like, yeah. So they're just, I, I quite like what they've done is paired it back to what we got originally, mm. but just given them Taking a little some flavor. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's what I quite like about the look. In terms of like the animation style, I see what you're saying. Like Mikey's head is very, it's squished. quite cartoony, yes. right? It's quite squished. But if this is really well written and yeah. really well animated, I think you'll get past that fairly quickly, yeah. right? Yeah, and you're right. Like you can even see they've they've kept the hand wraps from the sort of 2012 yeah. style. Raph's got a bunch of what looks like sort of band aids on him where he's been in sort of scrapes and stuff. Um, I'll be honest, the whole Donnie having thick rimmed glasses and a buck tooth it just just feels like a motif that's kind of past its Bit of a, past yeah. its time sort of thing. Yeah. Like uh, I got into it on on social media with someone about that. He's like, "Well, don't they have nerds in 2022?" And I just went, "Yeah, they do, mate." But those references with the glasses and the tooth, that's from the 80s. That's Steve that's Urkel Steve you've Urkel. got to thank yeah. for that. Yep. How is that relevant to kids today? It's not. It's a golden time for nerds yep. when you've got people like Henry Cavill, who's an open gamer and he you know, he read D&D. all the Witcher, yep. D&D, all this stuff. He's a nerd. He's also freaking Superman and gorgeous, right? Yep. Like, yep. I don't think that does a lot for nerd stereotyping, yep. if you want to call it that. Yep. Um, I will say I really liked... As much as the show was horrific, I liked the different size of the turtles in Rise. Raph was the bruiser and, you know, Donnie was lean and and Mikey was just the shorter one. I think probably the 2012 series did that better. It was subtle. Yes. It was not as obvious, but the fact that they're all the same, I don't know, makes me think of the toys straight away. We've just talked about how Playmates did it. (laughs) Reuse parts and I just sort of go, yeah, that's that's a little bit lazy in my opinion. Um they don't necessarily all have to be different species of turtles because yeah. that, that sort of doesn't rub me the right way either. But yeah, your point, Ben, there's a lot in this image um, going on. This is actually a leak. This wasn't never actually anything right. official. Okay. So yep. if you can find this image, take a screenshot or something because I suspect I've already seen instances of it being pulled down off right. of people's Twitter's account and stuff because yep. yep. Paramount are not too happy about it. Um, so yeah, we will uh, see what happens. The other part that uh, Ben spoke to is that they're going to do this uh, series. It's a movie, isn't it? Not a series. I think there's a few movies, yeah. Yeah, so it's a movie. This is a main movie, but then right. they're going to do, as part of their Paramount Plus, which is their Disney Plus yes. streaming service, they're going to have exclusive one-shot movies about a one character. Yeah. So you can imagine, Ben, a single one-shot about your, your boy Shredder that tells the history of Shredder that doesn't need to feature the Turtles because it's yep. all about... Yep the history of Shredder and how right. he came to be and it's only uh, available on their service gotcha. type thing. So okay. I think it's a really clever little way, you know, Disney do a lot of that with they you no know, sooner they release a 
Avengers movie and here's all the behind the scenes and here's the series that ties into it. You are going to only get it at Disney. Paramount are doing the same thing with Turtles. Yep. Mm. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so we've got something a bit closer to home. So this is gonna this is sort of affects us here in Australia. So in Australia here we have the super uh, distribution, uh, you know, team that is Icon Collectibles, and they have a retail outlet that is called uh, I, uh, Pop Culture, and they uh, distribute all the modern, uh, you know, toys and things. All the all the toys and that that come out through the uh, you know channels to all the retail businesses across the uh, you know Australia, across the country, yeah, yeah, across the country. So the um, interesting thing is that uh, they 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 have um, sort of cut, severed ties with NECA, mm. right? And they put out this sort of you know well statement, statement to yeah. um, all their distribution people. And I'll just read it out here because it's been sent to a number of businesses around Australia. So Icon advises the market that it has resigned as a distributor of products for the NECA group, which includes NECA, WizKids and Kid Robot. After 20 plus year relationship with NECA, this has been an this has not been an easy decision. However, after continual pricing issues, late shipments, and lack of product solicitations being received on a timely basis, we have no option but to sever ties with that company. In very recent times, we have also established that NECA, through one of its associated entities, is retailing products directly to consumers in this market. Icon but makes every effort to be a quality and reliable supplier to the Australian and New Zealand markets, but dependence on our, on our principal partners is a major factor in delivering on that objective. So this is very, very interesting, and I dare say that... It all sort of happened when we had the Super Shredder. Well, that that you know, was a, a, yeah. obviously a, was a tense tipping. moment yes. between the yep. two parties, right? Yeah, and so that played out fairly publicly, I guess, yeah. with mm-hmm. comments. Yeah, and not going by anyone's sides, but I've seen a lot of issues with the distribution of NECA with people buying from them direct online. Yep, and and it's mainly people sort of across across the pond, like us, who have that long distance travel uh, of yeah. the product and. Parts missing, uh, you know, like you know, you buy two of something, only one will rock up. Uh, poor communication, the um, the four pack of the disguised turtles, yeah, cartoon things. Oof, Some people are now waiting. Have got an email to say they are now waiting up to nine months because of factory issues. Yep. They weren't able to meet the demands that they uh, sold, and now they have to go back to the factory and remake them, and that is going to be a nine month. Now Delay. wait, yeah. Yep. So that that is a bit of a kick in the teeth, and I, I suppose if you're Icon Collectibles and you're ordering by the thousand of you know one product of one SKU, and you get an email to say, oh, it's going to be up to nine months, sorry, mm. and you've pre-sold some of these products already to your, you know, shops and your you know yep. c- uh, consumers, your, product. yeah, mm. it's it's a bit of a um you know a, a long tooth to. Uh, you know, well, how about a discount? How about this? How about that? There's a lot, uh, a lot of pressure. puts the pressure back yeah. on Nikon for sure. It, But on the flip side, it certainly hurts because I have done a lot of orders through Icon and Pop Culture for my NECA products and they've always come through. And it's sort of a, you know, now I'm going to have to look somewhere else. I'm pro- probably going to pay a bit more because mm. of the these individual, uh, com- you know, uh, People are now paying a more premium because they're only instead of ordering a thousand figures and getting it in a shipper container, they're ordering twenty 
because mm-hmm. that's all their you know little shop may and i'm just pulling numbers out of the air that's yep. all they you know they think they have demand will meet or need and uh so that of course is going to cost higher in postage and you know not have that bulk discount from NECA and things like that but yeah, I don't know. It's going to have know. a big ripple effect on the Australian market, particularly for yes. all that all that stuff. Like, you know, you're right. I've seen a lot of people who were very quick to sort of bag Necker out and just, you know, go, oh, this is, this is on you. Um, the only other thing I would say is that the tone of that statement, like the, the, that they've dropped in there about, oh, that Necker are distributing it and not using us. It strikes me as a little bit of a, well, if we can't have it, no one can. Yeah, yep. You know, we're taking our bat and ball, go home type thing. And so, yes, the Super Shredder was a debacle, but that was also around that time, it might have even been earlier, Toker and Razor, almost out of nowhere, they said, hey, internationals, ordered straight from us. We all did that. We all jumped on and got ours. And granted, it took however long to get here. But so I, I feel like this is Icon wouldn't have been happy about that at the time. And that's not the only product that Necker have done that with. And so Icon's response is, well, if you're not going to go through us, then we're just not going to stock your stuff. Yeah, it's that's interesting, uh, and definitely the the they they feel aggrieved enough by that happening that they've put it in there. Mm. I I find that interesting, and I don't know how. I mean, each agreement is, I'm sure, unique to the to the parties, right? So that they, that maybe that's breached something that is written, and and they've got a genuine grievance. I know Super Seven. Super Seven now uses pop culture. They use Dennis Milo, who who with Toys and Beyond, <laughs> for for for, for uh, Snake Mountain, and he ended up not delivering on a lot of stuff. And and they quickly severed ties with him mm. and moved to pop culture as a as a sort of reputable Australian supplier. Now they still sell online, and I know I can still go to the Super Seven website and buy reaction figures and buy Ultimates. And buy Even though Pop Culture is now an official mm. hub and an official licensee, or they've got an arrangement that yep. allows them, you know, to move this product, is that okay? Yeah. Are they going to be upset that I can also go to the Super Seven website? I don't know, and that maybe that's just in the minutia of those agreements. Maybe that's all that was all above board before they signed up. Whereas I feel like. The Necker store thing has come up sort of recently. Yep. I feel if you f- go back into our back catalogue and you get the last episode that Sam Cripps was on with Nerds Paradise. He got out at the yeah. right time. He got it, but he was, you could see these issues, or particularly with Necker product, where he would place an order with Icon. And this is, this is what Ben was saying. Like all those guys are getting it distributed from Icon. So all those Turtles figures that Sam got, he bought through Icon, mm. right? He had trouble getting his orders fulfilled because things would change on him. Now, that's not... I think ultimately that led back to NECA then flowing through to Icon. Icon just didn't have the product. The you know I remember, who was it that bought the set without the glasses on Bebop? That was Chris was it, Wisdom. Um, or you? Did that you get me. the set? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 and eventually, like, you know, no glasses on Bebop, and he yep. looked—he looked ridiculous, <laughs> right? Sam would often talk about the return issues he had with Necker products in general, mm. the quality control on Necker. We heard firsthand from a guy that had to deal with, "Oh, hey, Sam, thanks for getting me my, you know, my figure, but the arm just snapped off, mm. or the, you know, the, and and so I, I'm not surprised." that Icon have genuine grievances around, you know, I mean, shipping and distribution, yes. 
factory issues yes we're in a covid environment yep. everyone's struggling with those but these seem particularly bad put on top of it quality control issues mm. put on top of it things like oh yeah we can't actually fulfill you know they're making they're making deals to distribute to to nerds paradise all yeah, these other entities yeah, yeah. toy nerds all these guys are relying on them and if you can't deliver it puts icon in a very tough position mm. so i i just don't know how much of it is he said she said type yeah stuff. well like... them them going well if we can't have sole distribution we're just going to pull it i think it's more than that but th- th- they're clearly aggrieved by the fact that neck has, has done something mm. that seems like it's outside of maybe their arrangement that they had bottom line it's bad for australians yep I saw a post by the Toy Nerds guys and they're, they're two guys, really great guys that have you know a small online store. They focus in, they love their turtles. I bought a lot of the turtle stuff through them. Um, you know They can't now get it. Yeah. And they're saying, this is pretty much going to double the price of NECA figures for you, for you Aussies. And, uh, and maybe it's not quite that bad, mm. but if you think about it, if you've, got to, if you've got to import directly, you've got to pay obviously all the customs. You're not getting that one big shipment discount. like you said yep. Ben it, it could kind of be the end of of NECA products being affordable in Australia mm. so it's 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 a big it's big news for NECA yeah yep. hopefully they can find an alternate supplier um, there's plenty of people doing it but no one's nearly as big as no, Icon no yeah. not even close hey we're going to round out the news I know we're pretty much at time but just quickly there is a new print magazine coming the toy collector by blake wright if you know the name blake wright is the guy behind the toys that made us so really exciting i know we all loved our lees to marts toy fair etc they're all gone the way of the dodo toy collector will be a bi-monthly print magazine aimed at collectors and give us behind the curtain peaks and deeper dives into the world of action figures past and present present just looking at a few of the guys that will be involved mark balamo daniel pickett from the action figure insider uh, gus lopez dan larson of toy galaxy fame um stephen ward pixel dan early and many others so <laughs> toy power podcast <laughs> <laughs> Well, who's who wants writing duties? Um, ben, well, no, 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 Trent, you're the you're the writer, man. Um, I think this is really cool. Be interesting to see what price point comes in, but I think it's good if this can be supported. Blake is an excellent individual; mm. has delivered some quality stuff with the toys that made us. I think he's a in a good place to do this. I know how hard this is going to be. Mm. A magazine. We all know some of the dramas that James Etop faced with his Serial Geek, which was. The, highest quality publication but very very hard to make viable in this market and obviously that's why the likes of tomatoes toy fair and lees have all gone because of the internet so i wish blake all the very best for toy collector and if you can get behind it and support it we're going to quickly jump into another segment Book of Boba Fett has dropped its final episode. We didn't touch on it in our last review. Quickly round the room. Final thoughts. We're going to give it a rating out of 19. Frank, starting with you, how did it all wrap 
for you this series? Uh, Seven episodes, two that were really Mandalorian episodes, <laughs> five that were Book of Boba Fett. How does it all fit together? I think it did enough. You know, it was uh, pretty clear early on that they were setting up all these pieces, including, you know, the mods and the Rancor and and, and obviously Mando himself, uh, um, not Cad Bane, who was um, Timothy Oliphant's character, the sheriff. Sheriff, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, all those sorts of pieces. So it was nice to see them all sort of in, in the one episode. Um, yeah, it, it left a lot of... There was, I don't know, some of the action scenes I found a little bit str- those giant mon- uh, yeah, what robot, they? The big, robots they were like the, the giant versions of the one from uh, episode Droid one yeah. yeah they had the shield and everything and I just think they're going why wasn't the Empire using these ages ago but anyway <laughs> um, so there's a few little things like that which you're always going to get well they weren't I think the Empire severed Ties with, with droids, droids after, and I think that's why they're being used by these the crime yeah. yeah, because I think that's yeah. the, but it wasn't yeah. really. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so there's little little things like that. But look, if if you take it on on face value, uh, I thought it was it was good fun. You know, there I've seen some sort of comments around the fact that Boba Fett and and Mando seem to be able to take 25 blaster hits each. Whereas these little, you know, the the mob guys, one shot and they're dead yeah. type stuff. Well, they do have best scar. Right yeah, there. they're heroes. That's 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 the way it is. Um, I think it did enough to sort of recover from what seemed like I won't say a tailspin, but a bit of a a shaky sort of mid season thing, particularly when we got two Mando episodes. Um, yeah, I liked it to be honest. Yep. Yeah. Look, I I thought it it wrapped in a kind of pretty fulfilling way with yep. the big battle sequence. I did find probably some parts of it felt like a TV show. I think Mando did a really good job of feeling quite cinematic. Mm. And I think with an action sequence like this, the budget really does show. And they tried to do a lot, right? And I don't know what the budget was. Some of it felt cheap, right, to me. And and that's not... that, That doesn't matter that much, right? Um, particularly like scenes of these guys just running down the the street and not getting hit. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I, I get it. It's Star Wars. That that sort of stuff happens. Um, so yeah, I I just felt some aspects of the the final sequence just felt a little bit cheap. Um, I, I didn't really like those mod guys. I don't think they added much in terms of their looks and their. Uh, tiniest blasters in the galaxy <laughs> well, and they've got this giant robot chasing those yeah. clearly shielded hey here's an idea let's keep shooting just keep it. shooting it yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just yeah. no but the, the only thing the only things they could have done is have it like men in black style where the tiniest gun makes the biggest <laughs> yeah, blast yeah, that's right <laughs> and the other only other thing is I all of a sudden I cared for the uh, mob guys because the girl is from Yellow Jackets Yes, right. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, cool! Don't I kill her. I, I recognise her. She's cool. I like her." I built up a, then... a, a relationship with her from another show yeah, yeah. that I'm going to port in because yeah, they haven't kill... bothered to do it in right. this show well, until until that episode. And she got so much limelight in that episode. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even recognise her. I didn't <laughs> yeah. even notice yeah. that she was the same character. You know, one and the same actress. So you know, there's that. Yeah, they they came. They fulfilled my uh, dream of bringing back the Rancor. No Denny Trio though, but yeah, still, I was expecting uh, that too. The Rancor did come back, so that, that that's was what you needed, my... right? That's what yeah. it was missing. Danny Trio coming around the corner with a machete and just <laughs> yeah. killing one yeah. of these, you know, the guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I saw a meme that was like, 
um, the the team at a hundred percent power, and it was like had all of them in there, and then it's like the Boba Fett team with ninety eight percent power, and it's just Fennec Shan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was one of my questions. These big battle scenes going on, you've got this master assassin who was just missing for it. I was like, where? I think is she, she was coming from one part to the other. Well, yeah, and and then that was sort of shown at the end <laughs> she was when she's riding just... the train of spice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's where she turns like master assassin, and basically Batman's a whole room yeah. full of the the mob bosses you know lynches one just mysteriously shoots and like i love that scene because it's just like oh yeah she just needs to like pop her head in behind you and just go i'm batman yeah pretty like she well, was, was she was great um the the professional with uh jean uh jean what's his name jean paul oh. van damme no no, 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 no. Jean Reno. french jean Reno. It's french, french guy oh. um yeah. but he's like that yep. he's this master assassin and yep. it's got some of the best assassination sequences in it yep. um a luc besson film but look i i think to me, the episodes I enjoyed the most were the, the Mando episodes. Um, we, I think we've talked about that all in the last episode. Look, I think it was a, a solid, enjoyable finale that probably, to me, fell a bit flat because of maybe the lack of empathy we developed for the characters. I don't think they did a good job of full character development, yep. particularly on, on the mod guys and, and maybe the townsfolk from Freetown. So and the Gamorrean guards, I don't know. It just some of it just fell a bit, bit flat. But there were some epic moments: the Rancor, yep. the Cad Bane showdown. You know, taking down those big droids when they finally got in. They were so big and powerful that when they finally kind of destroyed them, it was quite satisfying. Yep. So um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably give this a a, a twelve out of Ooh. nineteen Oof. for the for the whole thing of oh, the whole series. for the whole yep. series. Sure. Yep. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's. I, I didn't just love it. I think it did to me a bit of damage to who Boba Fett should be as a character. Mm. I'm not going to say it ruined my childhood. Certainly didn't do anything <laughs> like that. It's just not probably where I would have taken a Boba Fett story. Sure. I don't think they needed to go down. I, I I was thinking about it today. I just that sequence at the end of Mando where Fennec Shand and and Boba come in and take out Bib. Right, like. Full on dark, full on evil, like just, just, you know, power hungry. Gonna, I'm gonna take on Jabba's empire and just run it like a the badass bounty hunter that I am. And it's not that at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's him. It's him. Like, so I, I couldn't even reconcile his choice just to murder in cold blood Bib Fortuna, who seemingly hadn't really done anything that bad. He'd just, just get the, he'd, he'd just, just get the throne warm. That was it. Right? Yeah, <laughs> just just shoot him dead in yep. in a scene, and then he's all like, "Oh, I'm going to rule with with you know with dignity Out or whatever respect, respect and, and, yeah, and all." Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. just blew Bib away. The poor guy, <laughs> he couldn't move. Are you a mercenary or are you, are you a, a you know benevolent king? Yeah, like, you know, I, pick one. It didn't. I, I just felt I don't know when they when they shot that sequence. Did they have the arc? written mm. i don't know did they have an idea of where the character would go it just felt incongruent to me yep the, the the boba character and i wasn't sold on the redemption story through the the sand people i yeah it didn't it didn't i agree sell the transformation for me so it, that that i i would have been happy if they picked a different character and used it they didn't need to use boba fett to me 12 out of 19 all right ben uh i I'm going to rate it a bit higher because I genuinely got excited every time a new episode came out. Whether whether I loved, 
you know, episode after episode two, I was like, oh, where's this going type thing. And massive respect to uh, Mandalorian for solidifying why I like him yep. sort of more mm. than Boba Fett. And Chris uh, Fresh does a fantastic breakdown and how awesome it is to be a Star Wars fan today and see new stuff still coming out whether you loved it or not it's exciting to see this star wars continue on and now we've got uh, obi-wan next i believe yes, which yep. is really exciting so i'm going to give it 15 out of 19 because uh, i still thoroughly enjoyed and i was every uh what is it wednesday night You'd tuning in yeah, and that's that, a good sign the <laughs> first wednesday night it wasn't on i was kind of a little bit disappointed <laughs> now what do i do yeah <laughs> pam, pam and tommy are on wednesday nights now so i watched that uh so that's yeah quite a different galaxy uh to, to talk about anyway <laughs> yep uh oh i didn't give a score um i'm gonna go 13 out of 19 it was it was just a few times where uh, it struggled to captivate me and don't get me wrong the finale i thought it was a nice little uptick but yeah i uh wasn't quite hanging for the wednesday nights in the same way you were ben fair enough fair enough okay so we've got the final uh segment of t- tonight's episode we've got a uh, wheel of randomness wheel of fortune <laughs> wheel of fortune random. as you call it uh so we are going to announce a random winner for the Batmobile, the 1966 Batmobile that was in Darren's collection. It was the last item that we picked out. So, Frank, just to make things fair, can you press shuffle on the top of the um, the board there? Yeah. Shuffle, so it, up. List, shuffle so it up. So this list of names here. There's 24 names. 24 names. These are all the people that commented on the post with a picture of their collection, which was the conditions of entry. Correct. I'm going to hit shuffle up the top yep, there. There all we right. are. So and then hit the button. Order. Here Hit the go. button and let's find spin our winner. Spin that wheel. Spin, 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 spin. Spin the black circle. Oh, 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 and we've got... Oh, there you go. Jay. Congratulations James. to James Brommel. Well done, buddy. our winner. Fantastic. We'll, get, uh, we'll message you if you haven't messaged us already after hearing this episode. And uh, we'll get that to you ASAP. Very Congratulations, good. buddy. All right, we. I hope to do a few more giveaways as we go down the track. I think this has been a lot of fun. A lot of nice pics of people getting their swag from the 250 episode. Yeah, that was saw cool. Saw Matt Teal with his uh, new Rocksteady, which was which was very cool. Um, so thank you for tuning into another episode of Toy Power. Good to have your company. We hope to see you around the tiles. Stay well, and yeah, we'll catch you around. And until next time. Good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.